0: All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro.
1: Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert. Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney.
0: Well, it's 99. Yeah. Wow. The Gretzky. This is our last double-digit podcast.
1: Isn't that we're about to hit trip dig. Trip dig. Have we thought about formatically what we want to do? I feel like you already have the hundredth show completely planned, and I'm oh, just no. gonna walk into. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I remember <laughs> us talking about it a little bit, and you were like, you know, I went back and I looked at, um, um, I like I listened to some things, and uh, but and that's fine, cause I I don't, and I probably have some ideas. We can probably do
0: do some things we should chat about that then mm-hmm. uh and if we need to take a week off in order to prep for it i'm okay with that as well fair um let's deliver on it. because 100. we could do a little pre-production stuff I, I did go back and tried to listen to some old podcasts to see if i could pull some highlights or whatever i can't imagine it it's not that it was cringy uh-huh. the good news is we've always been like mediocre podcasters <laughs> sure it's it's always decent yeah that's it's always fun this show show guarantee that's right um and that was the case back when it was singedage as well um, right, <laughs> but it's just a lot of work to to listen to hours and hours and hours of podcasts and pull what you think is going to be compelling. Yeah, and then like talk about how anyway. So plus the the podcast itself has changed from like its uh, initial premise. Totally. Uh, but I have a couple of little pre-producerial ideas. We right. do That are just like funny. Well, ads.
1: originally it was going to be about that that um Hollywood Reporter list. Th- well, the well it was going to be the person that was in jail. And we were kind of interviewing people around him, trying to figure out why he shouldn't be in jail. And and we were going to call it cereal. Right.
0: And then that kind of got swept up.
2: Cereal with a C. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Right. And we were going to eat like Lucky Charms and Frosted Flakes. That was right. (laughs) There's got to be a (laughs) podcast called Cereal
1: that just reviews cereal.
0: Yeah. That seems like an obvious
1: thing to do, right? If not, we should do at least one episode. It occurs, So when people look up
0: cereal, they might see that. It occurs to me that there is a market yet unfilled in podcasting, which is like local podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really know why, except for that people really mind the sound of chewing. Right. Your chewing in particular.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you and Becky mind it. Oh, it's it. brutal, man. Ugh. It's
0: brutal. <laughs> I, I was going to say... There should be food review podcasts. There should be a podcast that like reviews the best uh, bars or the best steaks in Halifax, the best nachos in Halifax, the best chicken wings in Halifax. And week by week, they take portable gear to those bars Mm -hmm. and they have a chat, not unlike the one we're having, but while eating those chicken wings or those burgers or those steaks.
1: A Halifax-centric podcast with a guest and some news. Yep. With, yeah, those kind of like culinary uh, specialties of the week and stuff like that. that would be cool.
0: That's what I'll do if I lose my job in radio and uh-huh. I, I'm like working at Leon's or something. Right. I will do some kind of podcast for free. Sure. But then the other thing th- that kind of adds to that is if you're targeting a local audience, yeah. you can utilize local businesses. Like mm-hmm. the the reason advertisers on podcasts, and I'm talking like the big podcasts, totally. is to use casper mattress and dollar shave club or whatever they're not just national they're online based So everybody in like the western uh, society can can access them from their office but if you're doing a podcast that's just aimed at people in halifax you can air ads for uh like um i don't know some ramen place around the corner totally because people know where that is you know what i wonder i wonder if local businesses
1: like that have ever reached out to like joe rogan like, you know, has has Cafe Chianti ever emailed Joe Rogan, like, hey, what's your price to just say, like, Cafe Chianti in Halifax? If you're in Halifax, go to this bar slash restaurant. That's interesting. And eat. I kind of wonder what the results on that would be, because it would yeah. be crazy to own a restaurant and have people come in and say, I heard you on Joe Rogan or Bill Simmons or... ID10T or whatever. For it
0: not to sound really ridiculous, they would charge a pretty penny. I think so too. And
1: and also most of those, I think, go through like advertising brokers.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, those guys like, have guys at yeah. this point. I don't know how some of these like really small little operations like WTF do it. I right. mean, he has a producer. I don't know if he's also his like sales representative. Yeah. he's Brendan McDonald. He's probably got a couple people in the mix now. He makes it seem like it's just him and Brendan McDonald who yeah. run the show.
1: Huh brendan mcdonald that's yeah. what we
0: need yeah every podcast has a brendan mcdonald right
1: i kind of want to be the brendan mcdonald though i want to like i want to make really? those connections like, remember i was oh, yeah. tr- when i was trying to get interviews
0: <laughs> yeah no i that
1: really was like admire six weeks
2: that.
0: yeah yeah
1: maybe we can still go get interviews my sister's doing the the series now in dominican that's that's unbelievable happened. so the
0: guy who made mr robot is that what it is
1: no uh yeah, what was there? Some big connection there?
0: Yeah, somebody she's working with has some really fancy resume and some kind of hot resume too. Yeah,
1: I kind of forget. Okay, I don't know if I would even know if it was brought up because she, she talked like about on it the something. writing staff. Yeah, she's well, she's the script supervisor now. Right. right. She also wrote this play, and I really wanted to go see her do do a live read of it. Like she had a cast do a live read of it. That's so cool, and it was called Hockey Messiah. Nice. And you know, being from Cole Harbor, you can kind of imagine that it's kind of like. The Sydney Crosby. Oh, great story! I'm not even positive on what it is. I want her to send me the script. I sent her a message tonight just to see what she was up to, and I was. I also wanted to be like, just send that to me. I want to read it. And She's doing play.
0: a reading. She must. She must record her reading.
1: Maybe she did. Yeah, they did it at a theater, but I mean, yeah, they could have easily
0: just put a for workshop out there. purposes. What would be the point of not recording your reading? True. She, yeah. she, she should get that to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's
0: an easy Dropbox right there.
1: Right. Totally. Yeah. Well, if I if I end up getting it, I'll share it with you.
0: That would be awesome. Uh, Chelsea Peretti. Did you hear about Chelsea Peretti? Yes. She's stepping away. She's going to leave the 9-9 in mm-hmm. season six, which says to me right. she was probably a little bit happy when they got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. Had to be happy. She, was, she was ready.
1: Yeah. Well, did you see her Instagram post? No. Oh, it was really funny. Um, I didn't really realize until I was like halfway through the picture. I started reading the picture. Of her statement before, right. and about halfway through, I realized, oh, this is actually Emmy Rossum's statement from her <laughs> stepping away from Shameless, <laughs> and she acknowledges it like toward the end of her like write up, like I'm just going to to uh, leave everything that I feel up to what Emmy Rossum said, but I'm going to bold in certain lines that I feel are super appropriate. Did you
0: at first think this is weirdly sincere for Chelsea Peretti?
1: I did. Yeah, it was like. All great things need to come to an end and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, this isn't really funny. Right. Uh, And then I got to the part where she mentions, so I'm stepping away from Shameless after eight (laughs) seasons. (laughs)
0: Well by the way All great things have to come to an end And I think it's really good that NBC was able to save Brooklyn Nine-Nine mm-hmm. I don't think that that moment of salvation And that little uh, fan triumph yeah. Is reason to do three or four more seasons Right Like I think this is a good opportunity to do a little victory lap mm-hmm. And get out while the getting's good That's true
1: I, I will say I haven't uh, found any issues with
0: Brooklyn Nine-Nine
1: I find they keep it super fresh I That's think good they have a really funny writing staff Right Um. But, yeah, you don't want to get to that point where you're like, ugh, another one?
0: Right. Well, and normally NBC is pretty good about knowing when to say when, although right. the other side of that is, uh, ratings-wise, they've never been the king of comedy, NBC. No, no. Uh, I mean, unless you're talking about, like, Late Night or uh, right. or Saturday Night Live, but that's kind of a different beast. When it comes to their half-hour sitcoms, they produce them cheap, they make good shows, Totally. and usually they're kind of on the chop and block year after year. Yeah. And I don't see why that's going to change. For Brooklyn Nine Nine, because the fans watched it on Netflix, which I realize contributes to mm-hmm. the algorithms. They also download it illegally. Like I don't know if watching it on network TV. I don't know. Clearly, there's a reason NBC decided to bring the show back.
1: Yeah, it's it's true, and I kind of wonder when the algor- like the the Nielsen boxes, are going to stop being right relevant, right? To how the rating system goes. Yeah, but I don't think that's started yet. No. Is there a way to track illegal downloads? Sure there is. Google Analytics, yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: actually, it's probably easier than anything. You just go to the Pirate Bay and you look at how many people are seeding right. this thing. Just check out the main sources. and Yeah, but you're kinda... not getting advertising dollars from that, so it doesn't matter. It is moot. Right. You
1: just get to say, my show is this popular.
0: Right. Mm. Which a lot of shows that don't do well commercially will say. Right. Well, we get all these views on YouTube when we right. post a clip. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like we're entering into this new version of cable where there's like 18 different streaming services and you have to pick which ones you want and you get so many shows.
1: What about YouTube Red? What's the first show that's going to go from like a network to YouTube Red? What's
0: the Handmaid's Tale of YouTube Red?
1: Yeah. Uh, but but the Handmaid's Tale didn't go from a network first to Hulu, right? Like it's started Oh, no, up, I see what you mean. You know, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, if, if say Brooklyn Nine-Nine next year is like, it's going on YouTube all right well really community did that did it go to youtube red no it went to um yahoo and so did the mindy
0: project went to hulu went to hulu okay yeah yeah. yahoo stream that's not one that you think no that was like one of the first streaming services good lord but i don't know that'd be interesting yeah it has to be something they can produce cheaply yeah that's the idea right i don't know it's a revolution man
1: maybe we'll talk about it in 200
0: yeah maybe so <laughs> Still you know, trip digits like a hundred is bigger than 200 and 300 in terms yeah. of like milestone like totally. it's the biggest milestone until a thousand and come on that's
1: right <laughs> so we're this is our what is it our our diamond anniversary 99 no sorry a hundred once we oh. get there i don't know yeah i guess god can we have like royal trumpets at the beginning like <laughs> yeah sure anything okay. you
0: want buddy cool. let's do it <laughs> let's just take two weeks to like make it yeah okay do it over the course of two weeks that could be fun pick away at it you come over next week anyway and we'll have a little production meeting okay and we'll build some stuff and then we'll put it out the week after and that's gonna be we the gotta f- stick to this now that's gonna I, <laughs> I know
1: and that's gonna be the first time that i think i broadcast it out to everyone i know I'm going to post it on Facebook. I'm going to post it on Instagram. Two and and a half years, me
0: and my friend have been doing this.
1: Here's episode 100. We hope you listen to the next.
0: All right. boy. better be good before you've even decided what we're going to do. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. Get to thinking. huh. Uh, Venom. Venom comes out on Friday. It's going to be a big weekend at the movies because okay. uh, Venom comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Star is Born comes out. Oh, right. Do you have yeah. any interest in that? Yeah, I would go see that. I I'm, heard it's good. I'm really psyched about it. I think yeah. it's going to be really good. I think it's I think it's going to be a big thing commercially because this is like something your grandmother and your mom will go to together. Totally. You know what I mean? Yep. It's a couples movie. It's a grandma movie. It's a well, they remember the Barbra Streisand one, or yeah. God forbid the Judy Garland. It's the God fourth forbid. time. This is the fourth time this movie's been made. Yep. Fifth, if you include music and lyrics, starring Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore. And why wouldn't you? That is a take on A Star is Born? No, but it seems to me to be the same damn oh, okay. thing. It okay. It seems to be the same damn thing to me. All right. But Lady Gaga seems really good. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to win an Oscar. I think like uh, the only, my only concern for this movie is that it's it, it could have the La La Land thing where it strikes really hot early on. Right. still months before the Oscars. And, and especially with Hollywood folk. And everyone's really fatigued about it by yeah. like December.
1: Is First Man out this weekend as well? I've no, not seeing... for a while.
0: Okay. Yeah. I've been seeing um commercials for it right. and I really want to see it. But I think I think biopics are kinda of getting like they're kinda of getting torched right now. And biopics have always been a thing. Right. But we're kind of overdoing the biopic thing a little bit.
1: Who else are we overdoing
0: it with? Well, Bohemian Rhapsody comes out pretty soon with Ronnie right. Malik. That yeah. that looks kind of interesting. I'm not like dying to see it. Mm-hmm. The trailer came out today for Vice, which is uh, right. Adam McKay's Dick Cheney movie. That looks wild. Yeah. Like, truly wild. It looks really good. It looks really good and really stylish. Uh, obviously, Christian Bale disappears into Dick Cheney, but I really think Sam Rockwell, Rockwell as W is more is more curious. Mm-hmm. I mean, he won an Oscar this year. He
1: certainly did.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's going to be a, a... I wonder how much screen time he
1: will have in comparison.
0: I don't know. You and I were talking earlier about how there have been a number of varying impersonations of, of W and some of them that kind of tried to take themselves seriously. Josh Brolin. Yeah. It occurred to me that uh, Ryan Murphy's American Crime Story is doing the Katrina story, and they have Dennis Quaid playing W. Yes,
1: I was gonna say I've, I think I know of three people over yeah. the last five or ten years that have played George W.
0: Dennis Quaid might be might have a might have a tough time following Sam Rockwell. Yeah, because I don't know if Dennis Quaid's an amazing actor, is he?
1: The funny thing is with the other actors, I feel like they really try to get someone who already kind of looks like George W. Yeah. Whereas with with Rockwell they don't.
0: No, but it's working for me in the yeah. trailer. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, uh, did you see the uh, Tom Hanks as Mister Rogers? Did you see that set photo? No, not yet. Okay, you got to look that up because he's mm-hmm. got the red sweater and the blue tennis shoes and the big gray eyebrows. He looks like amazing. It's like I kind of had a hard time seeing how he was going to be Mister Rogers, and I had faith because it was Tom Hanks. All right. And just one little set photo, it's it's Sold. very clear. Okay. And did you see Taron Edgerton as uh, Sir Elton John? oh Man. yes i
1: did that's wild too the, the picture like on the plane or yeah yeah and yeah.
0: A, a little teaser trailer came over that too oh really i think that's I gonna be more that. interesting than uh than bohemian rhapsody
1: i love that elt john's doing this uh world tour right now and it's kind of his final world tour and he's basically right. taking a week in between every date and just <laughs> taking really? his like sweet ass time awesome. like Yeah, he's like, I want five days in Toronto before I play, and I'm going to do like five days in Montreal. Sure. And it's like a three year long
0: thing. Why not? Yeah. He doesn't have to get tired, he's old. I know. Paul Simon is doing his farewell tour, too. In fact, I think Paul Simon might be done now. Really? I think. I'd like to see that. Paul Simon is the musical guest on SNL in two weeks.
1: I saw that. Is he releasing something new, or is it just because it's his farewell tour? Like, I don't let's know. Bring I, out.
0: He's really good friends with Lauren Michaels.
1: He is. Wouldn't it be awesome if he just plays the hits? Yes. Like, I was in Starbucks today, and Kodachrome was playing. Nice. And I kind of got chills. Yeah. Like, like when it really starts picking up at the end, and right. I'm like, I was just thinking, this is a song that I should be listening to all the time. That's how Without a
0: trace of irony, You Can Call Me Alice. one of my all-time favorite songs. Yeah, totally. It's, it's silly, but it's also a beautiful song. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Was That wasn't on Graceland, was it? Uh, no. It was so funny. I was at a wedding, and Obvious Child started playing. Okay. Like, that was just one of the songs That's that- That's fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. like, but- It was funny to kind of see like the puzzle
0: looks on people's faces, but they were like kind of getting into it. I think that's a good thing that you should try and learn from because you've been to so many weddings and mm -hmm. you have to uh, craft your own wedding playlist pretty soon. Yeah. You got to stick in some surprises, but also nothing too niche that is going to scare people away. That's
1: right. And I think that was maybe a little too niche. Maybe so. But, But I did like the effort.
0: But like the wedding playlist has been so overwrought. Mm-hmm. Since the history of matrimony and and movement, right? That you wanna you wanna you wanna hit the classics. I don't know if you wanna go full ranking, right? But you gotta you gotta sneak in some songs that are gonna make people go. I never would have thought to put this right. In
1: here. You gotta have your twists and shouts. You gotta have your um, uh, shout. <laughs> you you gotta, 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 gotta have shout. You gotta have shout. You gotta have yeah. Shout.
0: That's a bit of a cliche, but in a good way.
1: Yep. Um, you gotta have. I do think you need to have either. Mull River Shuffle or Hey Sweet Darlin'.
0: Yeah, I know. I think you do. Maybe I, not both, right? And and that's that's another that, risk you can have in Nova Scotia weddings is people wanted to get two Celtic. Yes, and you can't then have the night that Patty Murphy died. I
1: know. Yeah, I know. You need to have your playlist set. And the good thing is my friend Colin is kind of a specialist of making wedding playlists. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. And and he will over the course of a year he'll throw in the hits, but he knows that there's certain songs that he's got a hit on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uptown funk for the moms. Totally. When they want to feel cool. Yep. Yep. <laughs>
1: and and to the point that like there have been bands that have played and that his playlist will kind of play in between. Yeah. And people get really into the playlist and then the band gets back on stage and you're kind of like, all right, we have to get back into band mode band? now. I don't think I'd ever have a band
0: at a wedding. I, th- I know it happens a lot, but it just sounds like too big of a risk to me.
1: I was saying that my friend uh, JP and I were at a wedding with our like, our girlfriends are best friends kind yeah. of thing. And so I've met JP within the last couple of years, and we've gone to a number of weddings together. And we always find something to focus on that we really like. And in this case, it was the band Merrimack and The Guitarist. And at one point... It's they Merrimack.
0: They're like a local band? Oh, yeah. Okay. Super local.
1: All right. Sounds familiar. And they played... Like a Stone, but at one point... like So we were getting... Audio Slave, Like
0: a Stone? Yeah. Like,
1: super sad song. We we were getting super into it, and there were, like, five (laughs) songs left, and I think they started catering what they were playing to us. right. And we were just standing in front of the guitarist while he was, like, soloing, air guitaring, (laughs) trying to air guitar the same notes. Amazing. And belting our faces off. Yeah. Like, totally unperturbed about what anyone thought about us in that moment because we were having so much fun i, I kind of it, it gave me an appreciation for the wedding band
0: there is a funny hidden camera show concept in there somewhere where you just like covertly sneak black hole sun into someone's <laughs> wedding playlist yeah or like hurt by nine inch nails right creep by radiohead yeah it's like really depressing 90s alt rock sure songs. i want to see more of this yeah
1: i think creep and in a weird way might work
0: creep in a weird way might actually please some of the the more basic crowd. Sure. It's the most
1: commercially successful one, I think.
0: And it actually kind of moves in a weird, slow way.
1: Well, yeah. Like you'll hear it downtown and (laughs) you actually, (laughs) I mean like on stage, right. If you're at the hell, ale sometimes you'll just, they'll start it and people will kind of be swaying. And then it's, But I'm a right, and that's kind of when people throw their drinks down on the ground, start punching each other in the face, right? Break pool cues over each other's heads. A
0: better emotional breakdown Mm -hmm. in a sappy song is "Fix You." Of course,
1: yeah. Yeah. But that's almost like that's a song that everyone in the room will be singing along to.
0: Right? Yeah, you're right. It's not as. you're right it's, it's not me. as alternative no it's a little bit more of a pleaser even yeah. though it also doesn't really suit a wedding very well no no totally right it's like every step you take <laughs> <laughs> that's another one you could just sneak in weirdly creepy songs yeah. except i think that one's appeared at a lot of weddings mm-hmm.
1: yeah I, weirdly enough like when people are walking down the aisle and stuff, are people's first
0: song? Everybody talks about that as the stalker song. What's not clear to me is whether Sting knew that or not. Did he intend to write a creepy song, or did he write a song and we now realize it's a creepy song?
1: I think what Gordon Sumner was trying to do was basically
0: make a song that it's not Sting. Oh, Gordon! Sting. <laughs> I was just being a second. I was being such so pretentious. I had, stick. I had to say Sting again to go. Oh yeah, <laughs> my boy Gord. Right, um, Gordo. <laughs> I think, uh, I think he actually has acknowledged
1: that he's writing it from the perspective of a creepy guy. That's better. And like warns people like, what? no,
0: why are you using this as your song? That it is, it is gross. I had a person call me at K-Rock once and request Lips of an Angel for his girlfriend. Right. I was like, I'm not going to play that for my girlfriend yeah. <laughs> You actually refused yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, I was like, you need to listen to the
1: song more yeah. yeah, I love it I yeah. love the authority, but you weren't like, you know what, whatever Because yeah. yeah, it is all about cheating
0: I had to pull rank
2: in, yeah. the, in that situation Good call,
1: and that's why they're still together today <laughs>
0: That's right They're happily married uh-huh. And uh, you probably went to their wedding <laughs> <laughs> um, Another classic Disney cartoon movie Has been uh, greenlit for Live action remake Okay. Care to guess which one it is.
1: Okay, so have they done Aladdin yet? Or is that one? It's in the works. That one's in the works. Yep.
0: Uh, little Mermaid? Little Mermaid is in the works, but there's also like a more uh, Brothers Grimm version in the works. That okay. one's kind of in development hell, Little Mermaid. Okay. It, I'll give you I'll give you a hint. It's not as classic as either of those movies. Okay. It's a little more modern age, a little more new age Disney than that.
1: Okay, so we got uh, so Tarzan?
0: no that's been done to hell too yeah Yeah. um god is it was it hercules that I'm open to. That yeah. would be kind of fascinating. That would be kind of neat. also kind of fucked up. Yeah. Because like, yeah, there's I'm a lot of weird shit in that.
1: There, yeah, there could be some cool CGI going on there. Well, there's there. like
0: a weird thing in the Hydra scene in Disney's Hercules yeah. where they, they do something that's clearly like early CGI. I don't know when the last time you saw it was, but there's something interesting about the animation when all the heads of the Hydras are going. Okay. And if you were to see that in live action, it would be genuinely horrifying.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I don't. Right, it's almost got like a weirdly 3D kind of flamey look. No, I I don't know, man. Feed Uh, it to me. Lilo and Stitch.
0: Okay, no,
1: I would have never got that. Really? Okay. Never.
0: Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, that's come out in our lifetime. Right. Have you seen it? I I saw it when it came out. Okay. It was good, I think. Yeah? They're doing a live action Lilo and Stitch. Interesting. Yeah. So they're going to have like a, will it be CGI or? Presumably Stitch will be CGI okay a la john favreau's multiple films right yeah but then lila will be a little hawaiian girl
1: what other film has favreau done other than the jungle book in the disney realm
0: now he's doing lion king now he's which doing is lion not king. out yet but that's okay. the one that, that'll be good that's the one where like beyonce is going to get top billing and she has like two lines right she's nala yeah okay right she's mufasa she's yeah she's playing mufasa and a real a real switcheroo solange
1: is playing mufasa they're just incorporating everyone
0: no gambino's playing uh,
1: simba yes i knew that that'd be kind of fun i did know that yeah that will be fun right
0: uh okay what else oh uh black mirror when was the last time a black mirror season came out last december while. yeah yeah
1: okay it's usually about i think it comes out around every december november
0: so for the next season, they're currently working, you're going to like this. Yeah. They're currently working on a choose your own adventure Black Mirror yeah, episode. I saw that today. So what does that mean mechanically? Does that mean you've come to the end of this thing and then it gives you like a choice of which scene you want to watch next? Yeah,
1: I think it's like like Netflix style. It's easy enough to build something where, you know, it recognizes the show is ending and then it gives you three
0: options. Yeah. I'm a little know. bit That's surprised that didn't and Maybe not to such an elaborate degree, but I'm a little bit surprised. Alternative endings didn't catch on a little bit more when DVDs really kicked in. Do you remember yeah. when DVDs got really popular? And every DVD had like a game on it and like a virtual tour of the yeah. set, and yeah. like it was all really glitchy and and yeah. pixely. It wasn't good. But they really made an effort to make every DVD like a ROM. Yes. And uh, I'm a little bit surprised there wasn't more of that. That like when you finish watching. Uh, the recess movie schools out. It it gives you like two windows for which ending you want
1: to see. Right. Yeah, I know. And here's the thing: is they're only going to do it for one episode of the six or seven episodes they end up having. Right. I think it's going to be the last episode. Which even the the last episode of the last season was kind of a. It was fun, but it wasn't yeah. the best episode right. of the the season. You know, they had a, multiple stories kind of tie together and
0: there's a bunch of easter eggs and you know they're kind of stretching their legs a little bit with that one there is inherently more than one episode within that choose your own adventure episode though they got gonna shoot a bunch of content and write a yeah. bunch of content that you might not enjoy right
1: yeah but it's a bold move but you're gonna spend more time on just one episode because right. I, after i watched one version i think i would immediately watch the other versions
0: yeah yeah i think so especially if you're dissatisfied
1: and how do they frame it do they say like do you want the the happy ending version do you want the wife dies version
0: well i don't know if it's that i don't know if because typically in choose your own adventure books oh it'll say like like do you turn the handle and go into the room oh right yeah yeah okay so maybe it's happening every like five minutes maybe kind. they can actually make you a character in it that's the thing that hasn't really been effectively done in film yet is making the viewer a character right that's a little more like ARE. it's abstract it's probably difficult but it seems to me we have enough experimental filmmakers out there that it would have been tried whether successfully or not
1: mm-hmm. i think they're fine-tuning that
0: i was listening to uh the rewatchables this week bill simmons rewatchables yeah they did dazed? Rounders, oh. uh dazed and confused okay. and they just kind of offhand mentioned this early concept that uh Richard Linklater had for that movie and then they started ragging on it and I'm sitting there going are you kidding I want to see that so much what is it that initially he just wanted to make the whole movie set in a car okay over the course of three playthroughs of the same ZZ top album so three acts yeah the same 30 minute record is playing right. three times through the like the full duration for the whole film and they that's turn, amazing. They turn from boys into men. I think that's an amazing concept for a play, perhaps. I was gonna say that's a play. Yeah.
1: Definitely a play.
0: Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I'm in I'm into that. That's it's not weird. what Days and Confused it's weird
1: is. Weird and different.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Days and Confused, uh I would like to listen to that one. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You were into it.
0: I was into it for sure.
1: And they are doing rounders, or was that just was that a
0: Yeah, they taped it. I don't know if it's out yet.
1: And and the Damon
0: podcast we were both right. listening to. Right. Yeah, I was, I was a fan really. Of it. I was pleased that they're. It kind of got the. There's it, always going to be uh, a little bit of sports in a Bill Simmons podcast because it's a sports show. yeah, But I love when he has movie stars on, and it always kind of disappoints me when he has them on and they talk about sports the whole especially time, especially when it's two Boston guys. Totally. Because I mean, there might be some, some more of that coming, mm-hmm. but they kind of get the sports out of the way in the first five minutes, and they just yeah. talk about Goodwill Hunting for a half an hour, and it's really been yep. great so far. Bill Simmons
1: will use it as with like analogies for careers totally that's kind of like where he ends up going in the episode but that's accurate one thing i wanted to ask you was when he's talking about harvey weinstein in that episode yeah don't you find he dismisses it very quickly he's like you know he was my boss like i i don't i wasn't hanging out with him and then he references like six more times where he's like so i talked to harvey and i said harvey like what do you want to do on this it seems like it just kept coming up i i love that it was it was dismissed like no i obviously I feel, did not know what was going on i but. feel
0: conflicted about it because on the one hand i want matt damon to be careful because he's kind of like talked too much about the me too movement already kind of needs to like yeah yeah you can say the same thing about me <laughs> stop talking um but like he's put his foot in his mouth a couple of times okay um and yeah he should maybe just like but the other part of it is like if he's gonna tell a story about Goodwill Hunting. The name Harvey's going to come up. It doesn't have to go. And Harvey was there, by the way, what an asshole, right? Anyway, right. so... Because it's just going to kind of take you out of it. We know yep. Harvey Weinstein's an asshole. It's yep. kind of irrelevant in this story. Right. And he did contribute to Matt Damon's Career. enormity. Yep. You know? Yeah, that's fair.
1: I almost thought he was going to lean into it a little more. Yeah. And rather than saying, like, I didn't know what was going on, be like, you know... He was a friend in this way, but I didn't, you know, I I had no idea privately what was happening in his life. Yeah.
0: I mean, sometimes you can know that somebody's an asshole and you can just be, uh, you can just, you can just, maybe it's kind of a cop-out answer. Maybe it's kind of an excuse, but I think some guys just don't know this shit is happening and it's easy for them to not notice, even if it's happening in pretty plain daylight because they're not that kind of person. Right. Like, I'll, I'll never forget... I was like 18, probably. No, nah, I might have been like 19 or 20 because smartphones were a thing. Mm-hmm. remember this guy who went to our high school who was like a skis and a scumbag. Like, I really knew this guy was a scumbag. Okay. And he just started chatting up my friend Okay. Uh, on text one day. He got her number, just started texting her, and she was like, why is this guy texting me? And then he just started sending pictures of his dick. <laughs> okay. And like, I remember being flabbergasted by that yeah and then the more we talked about it she was just kind of like this isn't that surprising to me right but like that was that was my naivete that was my ignorance is like oh this isn't me so i just assume that this isn't happening right and i think that's probably the case for most of these people who are like i just didn't know and it seems hard to believe yeah they probably didn't know no what a
1: response to you know this guy's texting me it's really weird (laughs) and he'll start sending those like that's gonna be my, my question is, what is does, that does that work for you? Has that ever worked? Uh, there's a uh, the Chelsea Peretti stand-up, one of the greats. Mm. Have you watched it before? Mm-mm. Oh, you need to watch it. Okay. It's It's so funny. I've only heard it's bad. You, from who? From like Reddit. Like friends? Yeah. Uh, oh, from Reddit. Oh, I, I actually find it super enjoyable. I'll take your recommendation yeah. over Reddit. You, yeah. yeah, you should definitely
0: watch it. And sure. she does a whole bit on that. Okay. And it's funny. All right, I'm in. Uh, one more uh, famous person who's getting a biopic. Okay. The writer of Moneyball, not Aaron Sorkin, the other guy. <laughs> oh, uh, Michael Lewis? No, maybe. Maybe. The, like he wrote this. The, he wrote the book. The book. Right? Yeah, no, Michael no, Lewis. No. The, the, oh, okay. The, the, well, the other screenwriter. The guy who wrote the original screen, the script, and then Sorkin treated it. Oh, okay. He is writing the George Carlin biopic. Gotcha. Kind I thought you meant the
1: biopic on that guy was coming out. <laughs> I said. Oh, that would be bizarre. That, yeah, very bizarre. <laughs> George Carlin. Okay, that makes sense. I could see it working i think hollywood would like it yeah
0: yeah right
1: i'm kind of indifferent i feel maybe once i watched the biopic i i would like it more but i don't know enough about him
0: did you see murder on the orient express no i didn't gets a lot of hate yeah. i had a blast in that movie you liked it yeah. it was really fun mm-hmm. and maybe it helps that i didn't know the original so right. it was like truly a mystery to me yep. it was fun and so they're doing the sequel because it actually made a ton of money <laughs> they're doing a sequel well death on the nile is another her, uh, Hercule Poirot, Agatha Christie uh, serial. Okay. Uh, and so they kind of teased it at the end of Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, They're doing that now. The whole cast of characters from the first movie are gone away now because they were just like people who came in out of nowhere. Right. Really, just um, uh, what's his face will be the returning character. And so we got a, a little casting news for the new movie: uh, Gal Gadot and Army Hammer going to be in the new one. All right. Both good.
1: Both good. Both. Academy Award nominated, right? Yeah. Army Hammer? I think so. For
0: Call Me By Your Name? Maybe. I don't know, man. Maybe as one of the Winklevosses? Definitely not as the, <laughs> the Winklevosses. I don't All think right. she got nominated either for what well, it's Well, okay. Well, future Academy Award They've nominators. both been in good films. Mm-hmm. That's, both, what you, that's what you meant to we say. We both like them. Yeah, they seem like nice people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of fun for perhaps only me. They've announced that Canadians may now apply to Survivor. I saw that. The first time ever Survivor is accepting Canadian applicants. Would you ever do it? No, but I have thought about it. What are the elements of Survivor that I think I would excel at? Mm -hmm. And uh, none of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was brainstorming in my head while you were saying it. Like, how could Colin get
0: by in Survivor? None of them. Because... The sleep would drive me crazy. I'd, I, I wouldn't sleep and I'd you, go nuts.
1: You can't really stand insufferable people and that would hurt your social game.
0: Yeah, my social game just in general, I, I could be I could even be likable. Yeah. Although maybe if I'm really tired and cranky and stressed, I would kind of lose my patience with mm-hmm. people. That happens. There'd be a
1: lot of eye rolling. There'd be
0: some eye rolling. I would make friends. I would make a handful of people who I, I enjoy and right. we could have alliances, but the politics of it would make me a paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah. I would, would be. be tough. I'd be looking over my shoulder all the time. I mean, the physical portion of the game is I mm-hmm. couldn't do at all. I couldn't yeah. do like a swim relay, right? Maybe I could stand on a post. I
1: haven't seen a diabetic portrayed on any of these shows. Uh, has one ever been on Survivor?
0: If so, they don't uh, broadcast.
1: They almost surely would have to.
0: There are certain uh, pharmaceutical things that happen that must happen on Survivor mm-hmm. that they don't put in the show. For example, toothbrushes. They don't show, they don't indicate it at all that there is toothbrushing, right. teeth brushing. Mm-hmm. Um, there have to be people with like prescription medications and granted most of the people are young on Survivor now.
1: But a diabetic in a place where you don't have access to food and need to moderate your sugars...
0: Right, but that, that's an that advantage.
1: A, that's an A storyline. No, because, well, not, yeah. If you're able to
0: bring your own, then yeah. it is. Like, that, but after, if, that guy gets cherry blasters whenever he wants. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's right. So, that's why I don't believe it could happen. And I don't believe it has happened. Right. I think it would take a super badass to get on there and be like, I'm going to have to find something sweet then. Oh, there's berries over here. Right. And, like, I'm basically, like, changing my whole life up. I'm not taking insulin for that often because I'm. You know, being super active and only eating berries and
0: it would be it's insane. It's just too big of a liability for CBS. There's no way they would ever take They're it They're not off. doing it. They have somebody get medically evacuated at least once a season now. Really? A guy got <laughs> medically evacuated last week in the season premiere because he threw his back out. Oh, that sucks! It's the first time it's ever happened, uh, not on camera. Like right. after the challenge, when they get shuttled back to the camp on a speedboat, yeah, they hit a wave, and this guy's he slammed into something, and no he, his back was just fucked. Like they have this doctor, Doctor Joe, who comes in, and he'll either say like You're good, walk it off," right. or nah, we got to pull you from the game," and they pulled him from the game.
1: I still remember. I think it was the second or third season when the guy went into the fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That
0: was like super alarming. He's in jail now, Michael Scoopin. He's uh, He ran a, a, a child pornography ring. Whoa, yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's a bad so person. So it was fate. Yeah, that that's was, what he deserved, like, yeah. Burning his hands off, you're <laughs> yeah. right. That's so true. Wow. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting about this season of Survivor is Mike White is a contestant. Mike? And he wrote School of Rock and also played the real Ned Schneebly in School of Rock. Yeah. Yeah. He's in Survivor this year. No way. Yeah. No, wait. Played Ned Schneebly. Yeah. So like Jack Black is pretending to be Ned Schneebly.
1: Oh, he plays Schneebly. Schneebly.
0: Right. He's the real substitute teacher who gets his identity stolen by Jack Black. Right. And is he his roommate? Yeah. And he's married to Sarah Silverman or whatever. Right. And so he, he wrote the movie and he also wrote Nacho Libre and a few other things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's on Survivor this year.
1: No way. Yeah. Oh, that kind of makes me want to watch Survivor. I'm rooting for him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it started already. It started last week. You're only one behind. Was
1: he kind of talking about anything? It His...
0: came up a little bit, like one of the. It's it's David versus Goliath. Is the shtick of this season? Sure. So, so he's a, a David. Uh, Goliath. He's he's the he's on the side that's um like really successful and type. Oh, a and like, I see. Okay. And powerful. Right. He's powerful in in. In his business, right, mm. um, and a couple of people were like, "I know you from somewhere." And it turns out he did a season of The Amazing Race too. So, oh, really? Some people were like, "Oh, he was on The Amazing Race." But I think, I think they know he's a filmmaker, though.
1: Oh, because so he's been upfront about that.
0: I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Survivor used to be a thing where you had to keep a secret if you were a millionaire in real life, right? And now people don't care if you have money because people don't care about the money; they just want to win, right? Which is maybe not ideal, but.
1: It's the same as the the most entertaining year of Big Brother was. There was an undercover cop, and he did not tell anyone that he was. A, well, he's he he had been undercover before, but right. he was now a cop.
0: But he thought that would make him seem shady if he was an undercover cop. Yeah, he's or, or he thought liar. he'd be more of a target. He's and a good liar. He had
1: the he had the entire social game like on point. He did not win too many challenges. Yeah. He did not make too many enemies. He played the perfect game and won.
0: Have you ever watched The Challenge? No, I haven't. We, we talked about that before, too. Did we? My yeah. friend Duncan adores The Challenge. He's really always likes telling it. me we should talk about it on the podcast. And really? Like, that's not what the podcast is. No,
1: that's the that's a Bill Simmons thing for sure. And even yeah. then, I'm like, who watches The Challenge?
0: It's, it is a spin-off of the real world. It's
1: an MTV spin-off. Yeah. Well, it's still on MTV, but it's, yeah, it's... People that were on the real world competing in basically Big Brother Survivor-style challenges and then just
0: figuring out what to do with the rest of their day. But they (laughs) are more heinous and insufferable than Big Brother people even.
1: Because they have the craziest personalities. Yeah, they're casting like the insane real world people.
0: He loves it. Really? Yeah, but you're right. It's a Bill Simmons thing.
1: Yeah, like he had Johnny Bananas on the other day.
0: Johnny Bananas is the Boston Rob of the challenge. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: And he's talking about his new show and
0: he he says all the crazy things he Well, he's he done. a producer on the challenge now. Right, Like he has he has been able to swing it that he does like so much for the show that he's a boss on the show when he's a contestant on the show. But it's a real
1: 5%er. Like no one, you could bring you could ask 10 people and
0: maybe one person totally. would know what the challenge was. Right. That's true. Yeah, it's pretty niche. Yeah. That's all I got. Okay. Oh, SNL. We haven't talked about Saturday Night Live yet.
1: Oh, yeah. We're back into... Did you watch SNL this week? Yeah, did you? I did. What did you think? I liked it. I uh, was a big fan. I thought Adam Driver did a great job.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting with the season premiere because they don't generally make the season premiere about the host. No. And really, what does he have going on right now besides Black Klansman, which came out a month ago?
1: Well, that's what I was wondering. I thought there was gonna be some Star Wars talk or something, but there really was
0: not at all. He's such a pro too. He's he just is. like he's he he's not into being a celebrity, but he can do it all, and everything comes very smoothly right. to him. He's so cool. Like I thought,
1: even in the um digital short, the whole Kyle Mooney thing, which I thought was one of the best things of the that night. It was great. Yeah, and then they they do the whole uh the whole like um uh spartacus yes like (laughs) (laughs) battle yeah that was amazing and then they someone just shoots him like you don't belong here and shoots him in the leg
0: (laughs) i'm gonna die in a few minutes yeah even
1: in the small parts he was super funny
0: uh i thought that was really good i i thought nobody's talking about this but i thought the bk joe sketch was amazing the coffee the burger king was funny i thought that was really i thought those characters were really real and it
1: was one of the openers like yeah yeah domenico's is not even a brand (laughs) we stop off at burger king i want to get a domenico's
0: uh a lot of people talking about the crazy oil baron i love that i love that that was insane it was hard to even see adam driver in there yes he was lost yeah. in that guy. He was
1: yell- like yelling yeah. so loudly.
0: It was so crazy.
1: Yeah, it was great. It was another one. And, and a Pete Davidson bingo card is just him laughing at anyone doing anything, in which I always find charming anyway. The show People was like a
0: it. little bit about Pete Davidson, wasn't it? It was. They, uh, which they, is great. I'm glad they didn't shy away from that.
1: Did you hear that Ariana Grande was supposed to be the musical guest, but she's going through so much oh traumatic stuff? Yeah, I can't that, imagine. Yeah. yeah. They kind of had to pull her. Yeah. I was surprised she didn't even make like a weekend update appearance. appearance. Yeah. I thought that might have been kind of fitting. Yeah. She'll definitely be
0: on the show a a, a bunch because she's already like well liked there. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. She's good on the show. She's amazing on the show. Yeah. 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 Um, that's I that was funny too in the monologue when when Adam drivers like want to hear <laughs> Wait, about your you, summer <laughs> you have the one summer yeah. I actually do want to hear about. yeah and the cold open was good were you were you able to follow that not being totally up on the Kavanaugh hearing or were you pretty caught up at that Oh point? no I was caught up man was fully caught up at that point the uh, the FBI report could be handed in like while we're doing this podcast Whoa theoretically really? that's supposed to happen They're today still or tomorrow on that Yeah it's crazy
1: actually I had a friend my I had a friend give me hot takes about why he thought. And I haven't heard evidence from both sides. And I don't know if any of this is even true. But he's like, yeah, like, no one, like, all her best friends that were apparently there, like, didn't remember it. And all of, so there was a bunch of stuff where, and and it went beyond that. Why would they remember
2: it, though?
0: Because she was just alone in a room with two guys.
1: No, I just mean that she said that there were all these witnesses from that night. Oh, I see. That. Yeah, they're at a party. Don't have... Yeah, that didn't have any recollection of it happening or whatever. Anyway, I don't know. I just... After talking to him, like I'm like, am I just easily... Am I so malleable that I will listen to both sides and be swayed by both sides and I could be in a conversation with two different people and walk away? I think we all have a little bit of that right now. I think, yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was uh, kind of interesting and and didn't do any follow-up because honestly... I don't really know how much I should I know everyone else really cares about it.
0: Well, yeah, I'll, I'll put it like this. Let's let's put the the sexual assault thing away for a second. Mm-hmm. Brett Kavanaugh definitely perjured himself last week in the hearings. Yeah, he did. It's like there's just ample evidence of that. And okay. yesterday Trump went out to one of his fucking rallies which makes no sense, Yeah. and he made fun of her. Oh yeah, okay. So we know who who the classy one is we right. know if he should or shouldn't be on the supreme court totally yeah so that's all that matters right i, I think
1: i mean i judge judging by like watching his testimony alone makes you think the how matt, is this guy was, the
0: matt damon like that was that was pretty bang on it almost yeah.
1: wasn't that over the top right yeah which is kind of the issue with a lot of the cold opens this is true you, it's hard to go much more over the top.
0: Alec Baldwin is coming back to do more Trump this year, by the way. Yes, I did know I that. Had, I had heard that. I mean, it, like, I'd, we would have known if that wasn't the case. Is it his
1: daughter that's marrying Justin Bieber?
0: Yeah, Haley Baldwin. Haley Baldwin. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for those kids. Actually, I think it's I, fine. People okay. want to hate. Sure, I don't know anything about Haley Baldwin. I don't really. No, but people want to hate on Justin Bieber. Yeah, he hasn't been. He hasn't said or done anything shitty in over a year. I think.
1: Yeah. I, I just don't really have much interest. It's it's like all the Trump stuff. I'm kind of kind of not even really leaning into it. Uh, I assume yep. if the news is big enough, I'll end up hearing about it, but I'm not going to go. Well, that's the case with these hearings. And it.
0: then in like six weeks, it's the midterms. So mm-hmm. it'll be inescapable. Right. This is probably a good time to take a breather. Yeah. If totally. possible.
1: Um, the one other thing from Saturday Night Live. Did you hear about the whole Kanye rant? yes yeah that was that was apparently really big news but it did not air well, none of us did, saw this it,
0: it didn't air it, he did two songs and by the way the first song that was insane it was insane that was the most insane thing i've ever seen I've, I've he's heard... dressed up as a pellegrino and the other guy's dressed up as a uh <laughs> bottle of regular water i think yeah fiji water fiji water yeah and there was no song no it was just this weird looping video There's in the no, background yeah well
1: and there is a a an actual song that goes along with that. And it sounds a lot better than what their live version was, which okay. it's still not great. Right. But yes, that was very strange. The second song was barely also a song, right? The only good song I thought was the, third the song. final
0: song. Yeah, which is unusual. But he did a song. I was kind of disappointed because my favorite part of the show is when they're all hugging on stage. I know. I love that they, they, they brush them off. And they all left the stage. To be fair, he was wearing his his MAGA hat, and yeah. like I don't think he should have been allowed to wear that on the show. Oh, really? No, I don't. Okay. I think that Saturday Night Live. I think they should have known better than to let him do. He that. He wears it everywhere, though. I know. I know. But then, and then the cameras cut. The feed cut. And I guess he he did this crazy did a huge Trump support spe- ramp.
1: He so he invited everyone up, and Keenan Thompson was talking about this on Seth Meyer. Yeah, where he said like you know he invited everyone up. I wasn't there and started like ranting about Donald Trump and like positively about Donald Trump while they were all on stage. Clearly, but you can see it. it.
0: You can you can Google it because lots of people have it caught on film. Oh yeah, yeah. Was it uncomfortable? Or was it just? I didn't, just I didn't like, listen to you know, all of whatever. it, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just Kanye being crazy. Yeah, it's Kanye being st- Kanye. Are you still on Kanye's side? Like, are you still are you able to reckon? Oh, with I'm not like,
1: on his side about anything. No, I just enjoy. I I can still appreciate. Like, I liked his last album. I liked all the albums he produced this year.
0: Well, me too. But like, mm. yeah, I have enjoyed a lot of Kanye West. But at what point is it sort of like okay, I can't support Woody Allen anymore? Right, because like this is a guy who's going out there and saying like the slavery amendment should be oh i know undone yeah
1: i know it's like hard. at
0: some point you have to go okay I, I can't support this guy as a as a business uh, entity anymore
1: right did he say that the the amendment should be undone yeah <laughs> okay i just i knew that he said yeah yeah i, I don't know again it's <laughs> one of those things. i don't think that deeply
0: into it it's like no, and that's and that's fine. It's I like think. if Ted, it's not Ted Nugent I'm not released an album anybody.
1: that was just amazing. Who I would probably T- go Ted listen Nugent? to it. Ted Nugent? Yeah, <laughs> I would probably go listen to it and be like, "Get the bin that that album slays." Yeah,
0: the Nugent's is good as yeah. a rock star.
1: Exactly, but I, uh, you know, I don't, I wouldn't back up his his social standing. Right. Okay. Say he's a shitty person, but
0: I just don't know. That's yeah. that's that's my answer to everything now. Can you believe how fostering of conversation this room is? Yes. It's a, it's actually incredible. Like we We've been are... going for 57 minutes. No, we've done a
1: full hour. Yeah. Okay, let's do like a tight 10 on both shows Okay, and get out of
0: here. <laughs> All right, I'll go first. I'll recap The Good Cop. Okay. Uh, put me on the clock. I'll recap the first episode of Netflix is The Good Cop starring Tony Danza and Josh Groban. Which was very interesting and longer than it needed to be. That's for damn sure. No.
1: All right, we're putting you live. Putting you on the
0: clock. In
1: three, two, one,
0: go. Uh, Josh Groban is uh, a total Nancy Drew in the force. He's a good cop. Uh, his dad, Tony Danza, is a disgraced ex NYPD cop who served some time and they live together. Uh, this guy who used to be on the force gets murdered and there's this whole background where Tony Danza might not like him. Uh, so they think he might've been the guy to kill him. Doesn't help the fact that he was shot in the chest six times. by Josh Groban's gun, oh no, turns out, Uh, It wasn't. It was just another cop on the force who rigged it to make it look like Tony Danza's fault. Yes. Okay. First of all, how quickly did you get to the fact that, oh, it it shows that
1: it was your gun? How quickly did you think it was definitely the bullets from the gun range? Because I I went there immediately. I didn't go there. You didn't? And even
0: after it turned out to be the bullets from the gun range, I was like, no. That's stupid. No, fucking no. Yeah. There was a body, a human body hanging behind the target yes. in the shadows and nobody right. knew. Yeah.
1: Can we also talk about, so A, flaw A, <laughs> flaw B, um, Tony Danza turns himself in for murder, not for, like, d- for no doesn't reason. talk about it with the son, just says like, uh, you know what? I think my son who for all intents and purposes is a complete angel yes. who would have no motive to right. kill this guy. Right. But he did
0: it to get his son out of trouble, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's what he claims. And he's like, I swear on mom, like, I didn't kill this person. And he says, I swear on your mother too. I also did. Like, this is the dumbest thing ever. You're risking a whole lot by confessing to a murder. Yeah. You realize that, right? It just, that that was stupid. It was pointless. I hated the background track. Through the whole thing, that like kind of weird. <laughs> Jen, Jen called it like the Charlie Brown Christmas music that was oh, consistently playing I underneath. Didn't
0: notice it; it was very elevator. Oh I guess. God, I hated it. I hated that dorky character who works in the precinct. Is
1: he a cop? Is he a tech person? Is he an IT guy?
0: He has a, a watch that beeps, and for some reason, the guy who's a ripoff of the guy from The Wire hates his watch. He actually, and it, he and is so, in
1: The Wire. Oh really? Yeah, he's the guy who goes. She.
0: Okay, there you go. That's a fun fact. Yeah. So this, he hates this guy's little uh, gadget watch. And so for some reason, the little nerdy guy destroys his gadget watch <laughs> because of a dirty look. Right.
1: And his gadget watch is apparently not waterproof. Nope. Yeah. You know, those, it can read how hydrated he is, but <laughs> but can't withstand water. That's like true. Like it being submerged in water. That's true.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, are we supposed to believe that guy was a cop? No, he just works in the precinct. He just works there. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact. This is the sixth character named Tony, played by Tony Danza. <laughs>
1: Can't handle much else.
0: Other shows that begin with the phrase, the good. Okay. The good cop. One. The good place. Two. The good doctor. Three. The good wife. Four. The good fight. Five. The good shepherd. six. The Good Dinosaur by Seven. Pixar, and uh, uh, notable mention, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly.
1: Okay, sure. That was the OG. Yeah. So we got eight
0: there all together. And all of them bad. The Good Wife is a good title. The Good Place is a fitting title for what the show is about. The Good the Good Doctor and The Good Cop, that has the same like poor excuse for yeah, a double entendre. You don't need it. It's it's like, oh, he's, he's, a, he's good at his job, and he's a good man. Right. That's not good enough to call your show that.
1: Like that... The the doctor one should be called like Spectrum MD or something. Right. You know, just something that's a little more on the nose.
0: Well, I, this show, I, I looked at the, the tagline for this show. Yeah. It's called uh, Sons on Patrol, Dads on Parole. Okay, and I was like, "You just built a show around a sort of clever tagline, yeah, but I think your title could have been found in there somewhere. Uh-huh. You could have used something in there to name your show. That
1: what about What about the scene where Josh Groban walks into the funeral home and, or the funeral, or the wake, or whatever, right? and the dog just starts barking at him? Was the comedy yeah. in that the fact that the dog was like a shaved dog with a sweater on and then starts, <laughs> there's another 20 seconds where the dog just goes around barking at other people and for some reason the camera's following it. Maybe. Like it's supposed to have something to do with the episode. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Not. Okay. Last problem that I remember in this is when they have the final shootout, so yep. they break into the shooting range.
0: Right. <laughs> and they find proof that it was it was these other people who they suspected.
1: Yep, they engage in a shootout with the guy who runs the gun range. Right. Thankfully, Josh Groban has a disposed of water bottle, which I was wondering the entire time. Why is she carrying this water bottle around, right. and why is this like? How is this going to? So he puts it. Josh Groban wants to recycle it, so puts it in his pocket. He then uses it in the gunfight to simulate. Gunshots, right? Which
2: no, well, he
0: uses it to simulate a dead trigger, like crinkle, oh, crinkle, crinkle, like.
2: Ch-ch-ch-ch.
1: Oh, okay,
0: I see. So the so the other guy will think he's out around. Right.
1: Okay, I kind of wasn't paying attention there, and I got the story from Jen. Yeah, I thought that was absolute bullshit. But
0: then, but. like, not a when you're under investigation for murder, yeah. and you find the guy who's guilty. Shooting that guy in the chest is not a great way to get yourself <laughs> off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Even if you go, I thought this was going to be a full season-long thing. Right, this me too. No, this is
0: going to be like a network-style new mystery per episode
2: kind of right, thing. Right, a
0: procedural. Like you're, you get to the end of it. Yeah. And that's that. That sucks. It really sucks. It was terrible. My favorite, my favorite line in the whole episode. They were talking about uh, the cause of death. Yep. In like the investigation room, like in front of the corkboard and everything. And I think Josh Groban says cause of death is uh, acute asphyxiation and six shots to the chest. And then the other guy from The Wire goes, doesn't sound like an accident. (laughs) (laughs) And there was, it wasn't supposed to be comedy. It was completely sincere. Yeah. No, it doesn't sound
1: like an accident. Why did Josh Groban sign on for this? Like, what was anyone thinking? Can we
0: take him seriously as an actor? No, we can't take him seriously as a cop.
1: That's for damn well, sure. I was
0: going to say, like, even if he's a good actor, we can't take him seriously because he's a good singer and I don't take him seriously as a singer. That's right. He's kind of a goof. He's a goofball. Yeah. And I don't begrudge him doing this. I don't have any respect for Tony Danza. No. So, I like, think he's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,. But, yeah, this is what the show is going to be every single week.
1: Yeah, he, you're right. He kind of played the same character in Don Juan. I kind of wonder, you know, when you listen to actors and they get into their whole routine and stuff, like, what does Tony Danza say?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: It's like, you know, it was really hard to memorize the lines again. And,
0: uh... <laughs> and I was the boss. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, my other favorite line, uh, except I hated this line so much, Um Hey, who am I talking to here? You were the badge. I am the badge. Yeah, yeah. God, that was terrible. And you can tell it. Whoever wrote that line, like they had, they had dinner off that line that night. They were so proud of yeah. that line, and we it left wasn't the white good.
1: Writers' room. Yeah, I am the badge. Oh, well, we got something to talk about.
0: <laughs> Dumb as fuck.
1: Dumb as Dumb. fuck. It was what, a stupid. Show. Why? Why was it when? When. Uh, Josh Grobin came in after the night of like trying to figure out who was guilty <laughs> he checks
0: him for a while yeah <laughs> he, he
1: frisks
0: him and Josh Groban- like <laughs> up his shirt, sure. which is not something you can do and look cool no you know, like like no one looks cool chasing a ping pong ball yes no one looks cool no one great looks cool analogy lifting up their shirt yeah
1: to show their hairy tummy unless you're like brad pitt or so like colin Farrell, just some ripped dude doing right. it that's when you're like okay well it's to show how jacked he is but he's just a frumpy <laughs> dude and that's not supposed to be comedy again it's no. unintentional comedy
0: just checking it for a wire. Oh it's so I actually didn't get the part That he was holding onto the bottle Because he has to recycle it Because he's a good cop Yeah that, It was
1: so Jen and I were saying Like why is she carrying around This water bottle It's driving me crazy so Like she's dumb. had it Through the whole scene And so through dumb. the scene before
0: I love it though Yeah Yeah don't watch this. You love show. how dumb it is. I, I I love talking about it with you. Yeah, but sure. But I yeah. didn't. I didn't. I resented it this morning. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, it's not
1: good. No. I said this is forty-five minutes that I won't get back. Like I was genuinely. I was not
0: happy that I. <laughs> I watched it. That's the other thing is I thought it was going to be like a twenty-minute sitcom.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought it was going to be, if anything, very like thirty-rockish. Right. Like follow that formula. Nope. No, they were go They were taking a big swing. And it takes missing. itself seriously, yeah,
0: and it feels networky, but like not good, not even good networky. Not like well, the next show we talk about is, in fact, not a network show, but it felt like a network show that could pass. Is it not on NBC? Oh, maybe it's on NBC. I think it's on NBC. Um, that that one passes to me. Right. I think I was like that. That's a network. That's an example of a network show that knows what it is, and it's it's not so bad. Sure. Uh, but this one was just like. No way! Yeah, do not okay. give it my ass. Don't watch the good cop.
1: Yeah, don't. I obviously <laughs>
0: don't give it my ass. All right, we're gonna chat about uh, single parents. Is the other one. All right. All right. Slane is gonna recap the first episode of Single Parents. In three, two. One. Go. So,
1: Taron Killam is a single parent, and his daughter is in first uh, grade in a new town. And he's meeting a bunch of other single parents that inform him that he is, in fact, in the parental vortex. He's too obsessed. He's too in his own mind about being a good dad. So, they try to set him up on a Tinder date. He ends up bailing on the Tinder date. The cops get called because he's creepy. And, uh, he ends up singing Moana to his daughter over the phone and Brad Garrett joins in and it's kind of a happy ending for the parents. And the kids.
0: I actually thought the Moana device was pretty effective. I thought, I it, thought was, it was fun. I thought it was current. I thought it would have been relatable if You're you were right. a kid that it, age. It was
1: current. you know, everyone watching that show, like Jen and I both kind of thought like, huh, like that is a funny,
0: it's just real. It's, it's, yeah. it's genuine. The other thing I couldn't help but notice is that, uh, he played King George uh, in Broadway's Hamilton, so yep. he's sung Lin Manuel's words before. Totally, uh, I thought you undersold this show. Oh, really? Yeah, you—you you told me it was kind of lukewarm. I actually thought it was very clever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought it. I, maybe I just had really low expectations. Sure. I thought it was really very charming. I thought. I thought that some of the conceptual stuff. Was really far-reaching, like the fact that all of these different walks of life—single parents who have kids in the same class—are like in a club together. Yeah, is a little hard to believe, especially sure. 19-year-old Miggy, who's right. the young single dad. Who is There's no way he's hanging around? Who is with basically Brad uh, Garrett? Yeah,
1: he's he's essentially um uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Manny, the guy. Right. He yeah, is Jason Mendoza. He's Jason Mendoza. Yes. He's not as ex- ex- dumb as Jason Mendoza. I was expecting him to be. Yeah. I was totally just thinking
0: it was going to be Jason Mendoza. You're right. I don't I don't believe the the contriving of that group together.
1: Yeah. I almost kind of believe that. They were a little bit too um, like one hand washes the other too much. Like they constantly have something on the go. You're right. watching the kids next time. Like, right. S- but whatever. That's fine. I can get over it. What I kind of didn't believe is how quickly they pull him aside and also like dislike him, but and, are and trying to work on it. too. Yeah. They're
0: like, your wife's never coming back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: believe it's got legs. I, but I just, I thought the first episode was a bit much. I thought there were some really funny parts. I, I laughed out loud when Brad Garrett asks, um, the young the young kid who's like super fancy wears the velour suits and stuff ask right. him if he wants to dance yeah and the young kid says the answer is always yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> my favorite brad garrett interaction was uh he's he doesn't have a proper lunch for his kids and so he tries to give them 20 bucks and they're like no we don't have a cafeteria here this isn't the 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 club, or yeah, whatever. this is in the club, and so he tries to st- buy a lunch from another kid in the class, and he calls her sweetheart. And his daughters are like, "Dad, you can't call kids sweetheart. It's not empowering." Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. There, were, and I thought that was funny too. How all of the kids were kind of geniuses. Yeah, like there was smart. there was a high level of intelligence with all the kids,
0: but none of them were obnoxious or bratty.
1: No, no, they were all kind of playing into the same um, modern family. Yes. Uh, Manny, is it Manny?
0: Manny, yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of that for sure. A little bit of that going on. Manny was very likable in the first two or three years. 100%.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Elizabeth Meriwether and J.J. Philbin, they
0: both did New Girl? New Girl, yeah. And a couple other shows? Maybe so, but they definitely both did New Girl Girl together, and that was a big success for them. Yeah. So, I mean, if it has a similar comedic sensibility, Mm -hmm. I'm all in. And also... They have really tried something different with their concept this time. Yeah, like this is a totally different kind of sitcom. Right, and so it's interesting to flex a different muscle.
1: I I want to say like Taron Killam. I I love Taron Killam, but I want to see him. You know, be like drunk and doing like impressions of weird people, and yeah, you, you, I, like how do you flex those muscles? I I equate him to kind of in a Thomas Middleditch role in Silicon Valley, sure. where he's comedically like the the, the best man. person, yeah, and then he's the straight kind of sure. wimpy dude. How can you well, get the also, fun Well, he also lines
0: plays out. a good every guy, though. He looks yeah, right. like an every guy. You're right. He has like I love a- how
1: he was wearing his Todd Gurley jersey, <laughs> yeah. like his Rams. He actually, is a huge Rams fan. I don't know if right. you follow him. On. I did know that, yeah. in fact. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The, th- the thing about Taron Killam is five or six years ago, if you had asked me uh, who's going to be the next SNL breakout movie star, I would have said Taron Killam with a bullet. Yeah. This guy is the next mm-hmm. uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah. And he just kind of hasn't been. He had a, t- a couple of tough breaks. He got fired from SNL for whatever reason. Right. He's been in a couple of like really small movies. I'd like to see him be really successful. Oh, me too. For sure. Now he's with Colby Smulders, who has that sitcom money. Yeah. And that Avengers money mm-hmm. and all that endorsement money. That's right. So his kids are fine. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see him like fulfilled because he's super talented.
1: Yeah. I hope they, I hope the show gets a little, I think it's going to end up being something like, you know, Parks and Rec. Or The Office, where the characters develop into something where you didn't even you sure. didn't have any idea they were going there. Yeah. You just need to get the baseline out, work the first season out. I bet by right. season three, this will be really funny if it makes it to
0: season three. Right. We don't know an awful lot about most of these people yet. Right. And that's okay, because it's just a pilot. Now, mm. I haven't heard Jack about this show, so it's right. not off to a great start. No. Uh, but it just started a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah. I didn't know about it either. Jen was actually the one who told me about it.
0: Do you have anything else you want to say about it? no I'm just kind of interested to see where it goes me too I'd actually give it my ass I, I say watch single parents all right I didn't expect to I'm not gonna do that all right
1: I'm not gonna give my as much as I'm in the Terran Killam corner I uh, I can't say it in good faith yet
0: okay that's fair
1: well wait maybe once we hit two triple digits, I'll be on board with
0: it. Watch a couple more good cops and then go back to oh, single God. parents and you'll be like, oh my you, God. You're right. That yeah. would
1: be a, such a breath of fresh air. Also, <laughs> I should add too, the, the hungover clause. I was hungover when I watched it.
0: Oh,
2: okay.
1: So that makes a difference. I but was does, not, I was, my mind was just so tired.
0: That takes something away for sure. Yeah.
1: If I was in more of a giddy mood watching it, I might've, have, might've have
0: enjoyed it more. Right, right. Uh, one time, uh, Will Smith had a podcast. Yeah. That, okay. And it ran for 99 episodes. Yeah. And then- uh, it got canceled after 99 episodes.
1: What? Yeah. Was it, and, but did on Viv get fired after episode three?
0: Well, I think, yeah, I think that was the point is he wanted it to, he, he was going to start like trashing her. So they were like, we have to cancel this show. Right. She was the executive at the, at the firm that was producing his podcast. Right. And, and so he couldn't, it was a conflict of interest.
1: At the, um, what was it? The fuzzy dog production company sure, like yeah. Quincy Jones production right. company
0: yeah right yeah. so after this podcast we will have officially more more podcasts than most Smith's podcast
1: right and yeah. he got canceled we did not get canceled we have yet. not been canceled yet because we have
0: no financial ties <laughs> so we can't be canceled
1: <laughs> oh you didn't have to say that
0: no it's true you're okay. right I didn't have to say that
1: but in any case never
0: never trust a guy whose podcast gets canceled after 99 episodes no Those are bad people. (laughs) Never trust Will Smith. (laughs) What the fuck?